This is the 99X Podcast. Tune in to RTN Tech Sessions every Thursday for practical approaches and solutions to all things tech. Hi guys, welcome to a brand new episode on React. My name is Vihanga Bandara and I'm currently working at 99X as a software engineer and I will be your host for the day. So this will be the fifth and final episode of this podcast series done by T and Tech Initiative. And in the last few episodes of this podcast series based on React, we have discussed about what React is, the fundamentals around it. Then we moved on to React hooks and routings. And then we also discussed about Redux with React. However, if you have not already listened to those, you can always go back and listen to them first. So today we are planning to cover a different topic in React something which most of us might not be familiar with, and that is storybooks. So when you think about storybooks, what comes to your mind first? Well, for me, when I first heard about it, it felt like something that will be able to visually give me an insight onto the UI of my project. But that's just my first impression. So if you are like me and you want to know more about storybooks, or you want to find a tool that can speed up the developer's work, while significantly improving the communication with UI designers and QA from the initial stages of the software development process, well then, this episode is for you. So tune in to us since we'll be talking about it in today's episode. And joining with me today, we have Bihan De Silva. Hi Bihan, can you give us a short introduction about yourself? Hello Vihanga, thank you for having me. I am Bihan De Silva. I am a trainee software engineer at 99Nex. Currently, I am working with the team GymAccess, where I mostly work with React, TypeScript, and Storybooks. Thank you, Bihan. I'm sure we are all very eager to know about Storybooks. So, shall we start by giving an idea to our listeners about what Storybook is all about? Storybook is a tool for showcasing front-end UI components interactively. It lets you isolate components and develop them one at a time without worrying about other components or the API calls or such integrations. It is an open source tool available for free that supports many front-end frameworks such as say, React, Vue, Angular, and even new frameworks such as Svelte. So when we write software, our goal, whether it's front-end or back-end, is often to build a software in a modular and incremental manner. With Storybook, we can focus on this by developing one component at a time. It encourages true modularity and a very clean interfaces between components. In Storybook, like the name suggests, each component can have several stories. So when you say story, it's like a particular way that this component can be used. For example, say you have a button. Button can have its default state and a button can have a disabled state. So these two states would be two stories. If the button has variants such as a solid version or an outline version, then we can make them into separate stories as well. So when you open the storybook interface, you can see all your components. And inside each component, you can see all their stories. So you can use this for reference as well as for showcasing. So uh, the true power of storybook comes when we pair it with a good design approach, such as the atomic design, as you might know, in atomic design, we don't develop websites page by page. Instead, 
we break it down into small and recurring units called atoms. We take a bunch of atoms, we join them, and then we make a molecule. Then we take a bunch of molecules, join them, and create organisms. Then we join a bunch of organisms to create templates and pages. So this atomic design approach already favors modularity and incremental development. Storybook is like an ideal tool if you are using atomic design. So my suggestion is don't think of it like a front-end tool. It's more like a framework that allows you to build a whole design system that can be used across projects from scratch. For example, IBM has their famous carbon design system. And then Salesforce has their lightning design system. Both of these were developed with the storybook framework. Okay, so now we know what storybooks in React are all about. But how do we use it in our project? The process of integrating storybook is actually really easy. Whether you are starting a new project or if you have an existing project, the process is pretty much the same. Storybook provides a command line tool, so you have to run it inside your project directory. Behind the scene, it does a lot of stuff for you. It installs the required dependencies, adds some scripts, uh, which can run and build the storybook. And it also sets up a default configuration and adds some sample stories that you can refer to. And then all you have to do is invoke the storybook command, like yarn storybook or npm run storybook. And when you do that, it will launch you a storybook interface in your browser. There, you can browse all the components and stories that you have created. Sounds pretty straightforward, right? So by incorporating storybooks to a project, like what are the benefits that a developer or the project will get? The way I see it, the key benefit from storybook is isolation. So you can take basically any one component and display it in the storybook by itself. You don't have to worry about integrating with other, other components or anything. You can give it mock data and mock props to simulate real-world practical scenarios. And you can even change the props in real time from the storybook interface and see how the component changes without needing to change any line of code. And uh, another great benefit of storybook is it acts like a showcase of your components. So when you go to the web page of popular component libraries, say things like material UI, and we have and design or prime faces, you go to their website and you see all their components listed down. They are separated into categories. So each of these components have their options, their properties, and their events listed under it. So Storybook helps you to basically create this, but for your specific project. Your project's button, your project's pop-ups, your project's label, everything is listed in the Storybook interface. So everyone in your team can refer to it when they are developing interfaces. And also storybook is great for documentation. Like if you have added doc, docs in your components, storybook can automatically extract these like prop types and then show it in the storybook interface. So you can just load up the storybook and see how the component looks like and what their documentation is in the same place. It's really convenient and saves a lot of time down the line. Like I told you at the beginning, Storybooks is undoubtedly a framework with huge potential to speed up and facilitate the work for developers and others involved in that project. But Bihan, what, what is the key feature of this framework? Speaking about features, uh, one of the most useful features I see is the Storybook add-on system. So anyone with JS knowledge can develop add-ons that will integrate into an existing Storybook. For example, uh, there's an add-on that makes it very easy to change the viewport size. So say you want to see how your component will look like in a mobile device or a 
tablet and you don't have to go to the browser console and change the responsive mode you can do it from inside the storybook and then there are add-ons that help you test the accessibility of your components then there's an add-on that lets you join several stories together so you can create demos or prototypes that run inside the storybook itself this add-on system is actually great and it lets you extend the storybook functionality however you want it and then the ability to mock use cases like i said earlier with fake data that is very beneficial too like some use cases are very tricky to produce in the real lab so you want to show some state of some component and you want to see it in the real lab you will have to change the actual data but with storybook you don't have to do anything related to databases or apis you can just change the mock data and see how this component looks like in each of these states I find it personally very useful and very time-consuming for development. So, Bihan, you started learning about storybooks in the current project that you are working in right now, right? So, how did you use storybook in your project? And did you have to always start a local server to access storybooks or did you deploy it? Actually, in the project I am working right now, we are developing a mobile app and a web portal. They are developed in the JavaScript ecosystem, you know, with NPM, ESLint, Prettier, and the works. And for our project, we use TypeScript. And I must say that Storybook has excellent type support. They have extensive documentation and examples, and all their type definitions and interfaces are provided and up-to-date for us to use and customize as we want. In our project, uh, we implemented all the basic components first. Common components uh, like the buttons, input fields, Menus, dialogues were implemented at the start, so everyone can use them when developing the actual features. So once you start developing the features, you don't have to worry about the basics anymore because it's already there. All the building blocks are there and what you have to do is compose them into your requirement. And the fact that Storybook even works with React Native, it's a great feature, I think. And uh, about the server, if you want, you can deploy the whole Storybook as a web app. In fact, in our project, this is what we do. It is deployed in the subdomain of our website. And when we need to look something up in the storybook, we don't have to start the local server and go through it. We, we can just go to the deployed app and look it up. If you plan to use storybook in your project, I strongly recommend using it that way. So like the more I find about storybooks, the more convenient I feel it would be for most uh, projects, I think including mine. Uh, but as we know, like some tools are not really compatible with the whole JS ecosystem. Not really. So is, is it the same for storybooks or does it fit into uh, the JS uh, ecosystem well? Actually, storybook integrates nicely with other JS-based tools and frameworks. For example, in our project, we use Redux. Right? So when we load the app, Redux has to send some API request and fetch some data and the components render that data in their own ways like maybe it could be a notification or an alert or a list but when we are using storybook we don't have to actually send api requests in these components instead we can create a mock store and pass this mock store to storybook so that inside the storybook all the components will be rendered using this uh, mock fake data the integration is actually really nice and effortless but of course if you want to you can even let storybook actually call the api and display real world data as well and this flexibility is the part of why storybook is so appealing to me as a developer so in another instance uh, we started using this internationalization tool i18n library to translate the whole app 
into different languages when we need. Like all the strings and labels and tooltips inside the app are loaded through this IATN library. If you want the storybook to support translations and IATN as well, all you have to do is just add one line of code, say to read translations from this file, and suddenly the whole storybook will be fully inter internationalized. Right. So that's uh, very convenient. So I'm sure we have all come across situations like we are we are not able to use features out of the box and we have to cater it to you know suit specific requirements. So how is it with storybooks when it comes to uh, customizing or extending functionalities? I mean, was there ever a need to do such a thing? Actually, in our project uh, on several locations, we had to extend the default functionality to get it to work just the way we want. For example, I'll, I'll give you some examples. For example, once we were developing some components that use React Router library, right? So when we use routing, we need to wrap our whole app with this router component. Storybook actually anticipates these use cases and it gives us a functionality where we can wrap a single story with any component we want. So we use that facility to simulate routing inside the storybook. And then another time uh, we integrated SAS into our project. And as you know, SAS code has to be transpiled first into CSS before running the app. So Storybook offers a feature where we can run uh, what they call plugins when the Storybook app starts. So what we did was uh, download a SAS compiling plugin and add it to run during the build phase. And then the Storybook worked perfectly with the new styles. So Storybook internally it works using webpack but instead of using the project's webpack configuration it uses its own so the project settings aren't affected by it and it also lets us change the webpack configuration very easily like for example once we wanted to integrate typescript import aliases into the storybook and we did this by getting the getting the default webpack config in storybook and then overriding it so like you asked we had to extend the storybook feature several times but if you want to do that, it has great documentation and many common use cases are already available as plugins on their website. Yeah, so this all sounds great. And for the right requirements, this would be an excellent tool to like improve the development process, right? So for people who want to learn about storybooks or, you know, to start on it, Bihan, where can they find material to learn more about storybook? Yeah, from my experience, I'd say the first place to start is the storybook website. They have a tutorial where they guide you through creating a small storybook for a to-do list app. And it's a great way to cover all the necessary basics. But also I would recommend reading the book Atomic Design by Brad Frost. Uh, the book is not about storybook in particular, but it's about modular design, user interface design. So it gives great insight about how to approach a web application UI, how to maintain the whole uh, design system, and how to keep that consistent look and feel throughout the app. What I liked about this book is that it has solid practical foundations, not just theoretical. Like it's written for people who work in a corporate environment, you know, with a lot of stakeholders that they have to be responsible for. And uh, I also strongly suggest looking at storybooks created by other companies or teams. It can give you inspiration on how to approach your storybook app. And also you can learn some things from it. Design systems uh, with hundreds of components have used storybook successfully in the past like uh, when i am learning storybook i refer to storybooks created by 
uh, institutions like the United Nations or Audi Automobiles or GitLab to name a few. Uh, looking at this, you can get a pretty good idea about how to properly use storybook features for testing and documentation. Right. So now we know where we can learn about storybooks. I think we all have got a good idea about it. Yeah. Do you have an idea about who might be using Storybook right now in their projects? I mean, what kind of support it has when it comes to feature requests and community support? As an open source project and also as a content tool, Storybook has a huge following. Like Storybook has been endorsed by many big names in the tech world. Like if you go to their website, you will see Airbnb, Atlassian, JetBrains, GitHub, Salesforce. All these companies use Storybook. They mention these names and their use cases and testimonials in the Storybook website. And I'm just talking about the big names here. There are thousands of smaller companies and teams that rely on Storybook. If you go to their GitHub, they, you can see they have over 1,000 contributors. And in Open Collective, you can see all of their sponsors. They have hundreds of sponsors who contribute to them financially. So actually, the question should be who doesn't use Storybook these days? Because all of the big names have already endorsed it. Yes, that is a real question, isn't it? So, Bian, uh, will you be able to summarize everything we have learned today about storybooks in a few words, maybe? Yeah, so it has been my experience that storybook can integrate development, documentation, and testing of user interfaces into a single streamlined flow. It has very powerful features, a great customizability and extendability that can help to maintain an efficient and organized front-end development process. Honestly, once you try it, the traditional and old way of developing components really seemed very ineffective and counterintuitive. Right. But uh, however, I think our goal as fellow developers should you know, always be to provide high quality software on time with the available resources, right? Therefore, we always need to question the effectiveness of different tools or frameworks and try to always be aware so that it doesn't get come to a situation where that framework will actually become an obstacle for us to get the work done on time. So in, with that in mind, uh, behind when should we not use Storybook? Yeah, that's a great question, man. So Storybook, like I said, has really amazing features. Really amazing if you want to streamline your UI development process. Like if you have a lot of components and many stories for each of these components, then Storybook can make your development faster and easier. However, Say you are developing a quick one-off application or a prototype, or if your project is very small in scope, then maybe it is not worth the time to configure and maintain Storybook and all these component stories. I personally think Storybook is most useful for projects that can take at least a couple of months. I mean, finally, it's up to the team to decide if they will need a Storybook or not. One thing to make sure is that make sure Storybook actually makes you more productive instead of slowing you down. That's the key. Yes, that's true. I think it's really important that we know when to use and when not to use the technology, or in this case, Storybooks. So with that in mind, thank you, Vihan, for joining with us today. We all got a really good insight onto Storybooks in React. And uh, we have come to the end of today's episode. Uh, thank you for listening in, guys. And as always, we have lots of different series on different topics, which you can always listen to on any of our podcasting platforms. So, until we meet you in another series, have a good day.